0: My next guest is an addiction physician who studies and teaches ethics, psychiatry, and neuroscience at Columbia University, and he is also in recovery from addiction himself. Carl Eric Fisher comes from a family with a history of addiction, and he descended into an alcohol and Adderall binge during his medical residency, and even at one point was admitted to a psychiatry ward in New York. His new book, The Urge, our History of Addiction is part memoir, part history, and it looks at the importance of language when talking about addiction. Dr. Carl Eric Fischer, welcome to the program. Thanks so much,
1: Alan, great to be here.
0: Why is it important that we stop calling addiction a disease? I, I know I do this in my coverage. I talk about this all the time. you know, alcoholism is a disease. You say we shouldn't call addiction
1: disease, why? Well, I worry that calling addiction a disease is misleading. Now, here's why. It's actually a double-edged sword. I want to say, actually, that I've seen it help a lot in terms of broadening access to care and hospitals, getting funding. Even for some people, it promotes compassion. But on the other hand, I've seen disease language be dehumanizing and fatalistic and cause stigma and even some pessimism and social distance. So in the end, I recognize that for some people, it might be a useful phrase, but I think it's just confusing. We have to stop uh, resorting to labels and look a little deeper at what the what the term is pointing toward.
0: Is it because if we say disease, we take out the element of, of human choice?
1: Yeah, and we actually do have some evidence on this, that calling something a disease and particularly emphasizing the biological basis of addiction problems can make people feel uh, like there's no hope, like people are broken or doomed in some way. And again, it's a double-edged sword. I think uh, for some people, it might actually be a wise and thoughtful way of making sense of their problem, this problem that I share with them, Uh, But I I think that what's more important than getting caught up in the terminology is actually thinking deeply about what we mean about disease. Are we saying disease just to say people with addiction deserve care and compassion? I absolutely agree. But if we say disease means biology is the best way to understand things, then that, that can be misleading.
0: What about your own personal experience in recovery informs your views on addiction?
1: Well, I had to come to a deeper understanding of my own recovery before I really could speak with any sort of humility about addiction. And what I mean by that is when I first embarked on this project and started looking at the history of addiction, I thought I would find the one answer to my situation. And what I found instead, actually, is that addiction is a really beautiful and broad phenomenon that's occurred across times, across cultures, for centuries even. And what I might consider addiction is different than say what it was 200 years ago or even 1000 BC when gambling addiction, for example, first appeared in the Sanskrit hymns of the Indian Rig Veda. So it, if anything, it, it my own, my own experience exploring it gave me an appreciation for the diversity of addiction and how my own experience wasn't the end-all be-all. That even though I can share a fellowship with other people who have addiction problems, there's also a great deal of uh, diversity and variability there.
0: You know, humans are notoriously short-sighted. I've done a lot of segments on this radio program about the you know, for example, the rise of benzo dope, the increased toxicity of the street drugs and everything feels like it is the worst it has ever been. But what does history tell us about drug use and abuse?
1: Mm. Yeah, great question. Because uh, one of the most shocking things I found when I looked to the history of addiction was that drug epidemics are nothing new. They've actually been having them for 500 years on. And like you just said, when we're struck by a drug crisis, people want a villain. They want the single answer. Is it a bad drug company? Is it the bad users of the drug? Uh, Maybe it's a drug itself, some new formulation or something. And what these epidemics show repeatedly, year after year after year, is that the drug problems are always at the intersection of multiple intersecting causes. We see that in uh, the opioid overdose epidemic. There was actually just a Stanford-Lancet Publication about the North American opioid crisis uh, today, trying to call attention to this very issue that we have to think across multiple levels, or else we're lost.
0: And we have a tendency to 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 vilify. I'm speaking with Dr. Carl Eric Fisher, who's the author of a new book, "The Urge: Our History of Addiction." I'm I'm struck by, you know, the the contrast of the rise of crack cocaine, um, and then, you know, contrast that with Uh, the institutionalized uh, release of OxyContin.
1: Absolutely. a Great comparison, actually, because the panic about crack actually blinded us to the potential dangers of OxyContin. And this is another thing that's happened uh, era after era, that we get so focused on one particular drug that we hold up that drug as the model for what addiction is, and then it blinds us to the next wave. It actually happened with opioids and then stimulants in the opposite direction, going from, say, the 1910s, 1920s, 1930s. Uh, Back then, we thought opioids were the model for addiction. And by we, I mean medical profession researchers. um, And that, that caused people to miss the boat on the first wave of synthetic stimulants, like the very first emergence of methamphetamine. And in a way, the elements of it operated in reverse in the 1980s, 1990s, because we were so focused on crack cocaine as the model for addiction, it actually allowed drug companies to sneak in and market this uh, misleading narrative that it's not real addiction, it's only a psychological addiction, or if it's used properly, then nobody can get addicted to powerful opioids, which is uh, just uh, clearly not the case by this point in history. Yeah, and we
0: are continuing to deal with the aftermath
1: of that. Uh, Dr. Fisher, a
0: great conversation. Thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Uh, that's Dr. Carl Eric Fisher, who's the author of the book, The Urge, Our History of Addiction.